You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast. YOLO ATP. You only live once after the pandemic. So how to manage your spending in a post-lockdown world while still reaching your money goals. T-minus 10 seconds. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. I am going to be doing a solo episode today. So again, I always say this, I'm planning to do a lot more solo episodes. You know, my like dream podcast setup in my head, <laughs> in my head would be solo episodes a majority of the time, like maybe two to three solo episodes and then one interview a month. But I'm working there, guys, bear with me. We'll get to that point. But I know some of you guys love the solo episodes that I do, even though I don't want to say I don't like them. It just, I feel like it's more pressure. <laughs> on me to deliver because it's just me. But every time I do it, um, you guys like it. So I'm like, Jamila, just go ahead, just ramble, talk, give the journeyers what they want. So here I am. Journey to Launch is supported by First Republic Bank. Whether your financial needs are simple or complex, the First Republic mobile app is your direct link to personalized support every step of the way. Easily schedule payments, keep track of expenses, securely transfer funds, or message your dedicated First Republic banker directly from the app. I love that I can log in and do everything at the swipe or tap of the finger. From checking my account balances to paying bills, the First Republic app helps me manage accounts safely and securely without sacrificing the tailored service that I have come to expect. The First Republic Bank mobile app is available on the App Store and Google Play. Visit firstrepublic.com today to learn more. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. In this solo episode, I wanted to address something that I think will be very key and important going forward. As we come out of this pandemic, I'm hesitant to say like, come out of this pandemic because I really don't know, just like, I don't know who knows when this will all be done, if it will ever be done. We are going to be experiencing a new normal. I don't think our lives will ever be the same, but you know, with the vaccine rollout and more people getting vaccinated, and people feeling more comfortable to travel, see loved ones, you know, redo the things they used to do. I do think that we will be coming out of this one day soon, sooner rather than later. And so I was thinking through this concept that, you know, the YOLO concept, you only live once. Well, I think people are going to have this feeling of YOLO ATP. You only live once after the pandemic. Like, 
YOLO ATP. And while I'm all about, you know, having fun and enjoying the now, I'm also about preparing yourself for a good future and making sure you're set up well. So that way you have no regrets. You're not leaving money on the table or over leveraging, overspending in a way that is detrimental overall to your life and to your health and just to your financial wellness. But I believe, as I feel myself experiencing this, that there are going to be people who are going to be like, listen, I almost didn't make it out of this. I sacrificed a lot. I went without a lot. I went through some hard times over this past going on what it's a year, but you know, possibly two years when this is done where I want to live my life. You know, unfortunately, there are so many people who did not come out of this pandemic who lost their lives or lost loved ones. And so I think there's going to be a pretty much like a rebellion on, I don't want to say being prudent, but you know, for some people, you're going to continue to be prudent and have your budgets and do things the way they quote unquote should be done when it comes to money. But for some people, I think it's going to be like, listen, I want to spend money in a way that I enjoy now because tomorrow is not promised and you only live once after the pandemic. So I wanted to um, talk about ways in which you can manage that feeling while still enjoying the now and also making sure you're not sacrificing your long-term goals. By the way, I did talk about this a bit in a article that I wrote for DCU. I'll link it in the show notes. And then after the end of this, I'm going to give some updates, some personal updates or professional updates of what's been going on on my journey um, that you may or may not be aware of in case you're not on my newsletter, which you should join, by the way, if you're not. So you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash join. I typically send out a newsletter every week and it includes the latest episode of the podcast and then just some updates of what's going on with me. And then also follow me on social media. I'm at Journey to Launch on Instagram. I also have my own uh, Jamila Soufrant account on Instagram that I update, uh, which is much more than just like the finance stuff. It's like more of my life as much as I'm comfortable sharing. But I typically on my stories or on my page post about my running and biking journey and mom life a little bit and just balancing being an entrepreneur and all the things. Okay, so you can follow me at Jamila Soufrant also on Instagram. And then everywhere else at Journey to Launch on Twitter and Facebook. So after I do my how to manage your spending post-lockdown, YOLO ATP, I'll go into some just updates in case you missed it. So again, for many of us, the pandemic dramatically impacted the way we spend our time and money. The events of 2020, 2021 now, you know, put a strain on many of our finances due to the loss of income. So for those of us who lost income um, or stable work opportunities, so Things that you thought were stable, income that you thought was stable, no longer was. You know, you may have lost money. In some cases, you may have earned more money or saved more money. So depending on your experience, you may have just a different way that you look at this whole lockdown. But I think in any case, whether it was a positive, negative, you you were impacted by this pandemic. I mean, when it came to your money. And so sometimes some of the things that you normally spent on, you didn't have to spend on if you were able to stay at home and you weren't an essential worker going out every day. So maybe, you know, commuting, right? Dining in at restaurants and travel. A lot of that stopped because of the pandemic. And so those are things maybe that you normally spent on that you weren't able to spend on and experiences that you enjoyed that you were not able to do. And so I really do believe that as this vaccine rollout increases and the restrictions are lifted, you know, you're going to find yourself with a desire 
to make up for lost time. You may find yourself with that desire by splurging on the things that you missed out the most. And, you know, it may also come to you that you realize you weren't spending in a way that you valued. You might have felt like you limited yourself too much before the pandemic, you know, like you wanted to travel, but you put it off. So you never really traveled or went out to eat as much. Now you were faced with this time span of not being able to do anything. And you were like, wait a second, I should have spent on that. Like that was valuable to me. Right. So I think a lot of people are going through this in their head, even if it's not consciously, it's happening. And even the way you view work, I believe has changed. It changed for me. I mean, I worked from home before the pandemic. My life and my work life were always kind of intertwined, but at least I had that like alone time at home because the kids were in school. And so with the kids being home, with everyone being home, that changed the way I viewed working from home. You know, I almost like wanted to go somewhere else to be able to work because it was just hard to get anything done. It was very stressful being in the home with everyone and not not having a dedicated space. I don't have really an office space and, you know, dealing with virtual learning, right? With a six, four and two-year-old. So for a lot of people, like it also made you look at, wait, I thought that, you know, I wanted to retire early, reach financial independence, work from home. And so either this showed you if you're able to work from home that, yes, I love working from home. I could work from home for the rest of my life. I don't need to see anybody. <laughs> I'll do Zoom calls all day if I need to. If I, that means I don't have to commute in. And for some people, like they were home and they were like, wait, I actually miss going into the office. I miss interacting with people other than my dog or cat or kids or spouse. And so it may have made you realize like, I actually didn't mind commuting. And maybe you want to go back full time or maybe you want a balance. It's like, I like to be home, but I like to go out. And so I also think that this also maybe made you look at how you spend your time because you may have said to yourself, well, I'm miserable or I don't like this thing because it's at my job. It's I'm going somewhere else and I don't like being at that place. And then you still find yourself being home and having those feelings. Now, granted, there was a pandemic. There was a lot of emotional mental things going on that could also have contributed to however it is, those negative feelings. I mean, I've experienced them myself. So it's not just a happening in a silo where you can pinpoint it to just your location, right? But I do think you could reevaluate what it is that you enjoy to do. So with that, coming out of this, you want to make sure that now you can live life in a way that is aligned with what you discovered about yourself during these times. And spend in a way, invest in a way, save in a way for the now, but also, you know, long-term for the future. So here are some steps that you can do. Step one, evaluate your pre-pandemic and pandemic spending. So evaluate how you spent your time and money before and during the pandemic. What were the things that you spent on that you realized you could do without and still be happy? So again, you may have been spending on things pre-pandemic and spending a lot in those areas. And then the pandemic forced you to not spend on those things and you realize you didn't want or need them. Maybe it was like going out to eat was your thing. You were home and you realized you like cooking. You discovered a love for not going out as much. And so you want to continue that, right? Maybe possibly after pandemic. What about possibly that you didn't travel enough before the pandemic and you realize like, listen, I missed out on that. I don't want to miss that out on that again. So just evaluate, just be aware of and sit down and think about the categories in your budget that you were either spending on or not spending on pre-pandemic and during the pandemic. And then I want you to start in stage or step two, plan and budget for your post-pandemic spending. 
So after you wrote down all your answers from step one, it's time to start thinking about the activities and things you want to spend more on or continue to save on in your budget. And then you're going to need to plan out how you're going to save monthly to reach those specific things. So let's just say you realize you're trying to take better vacations, <laughs> nicer vacations. I know for me, we had put off traveling. Also, our kids are pretty young. It was really not appealing at all to travel with them a lot. But I'm like, you know what? In 2022, I would like to travel more. I like to take them to Disney World. I like to go on an adult vacation, I, you know, without the kids. I, I want to do all the things. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to also not travel on a budget necessarily. I still want to be smart about it, but, you know, maybe go first class and enjoy life a little bit. Enjoy the luxuries of life. And so for that, I need to budget. We need to budget for that. So start thinking about the things that you will want to spend on going forward and make a budget for it. Because you want to be able to do those things without feeling guilty about it, without feeling like, oh man, like, should I do this? Like I should be saving or investing. So if you can make a list of these things and set around about like how much they may cost, you can work towards that goal. So if you know you want to take a vacation in 2022 and maybe that's a year out, then you can start and work backwards on how much do I need to save to take that vacation? Maybe you're open up a savings account to keep track of that, right? So the biggest thing is that you want to be able to plan and budget for this post-pandemic spending in a way that works for you. And then also save. So you also may look at something and say, oh, I can save money here. I used to spend out before the pandemic. I spent like $700 on restaurants during the pandemic. Obviously that dropped and maybe I was doing more takeout, but literally it went down to 200 and so in my post-pandemic spending life, I'll spend about maybe 400 is reasonable, right? So that's like a $300 savings from before the pandemic, right? And so you can look at ways in which you can also save money going forward and put that in your budget. Next thing, continue to look for deals and use any available points for splurges and travel. So find ways to still save on the things you want to do. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, fan of travel hacking where I do use my credit card for mostly everything, but I pay it off every month. I accumulate points. And then typically I would use that towards travel or um, if I were to splurge or buy something. And so if you're looking forward to traveling, you know, still check out those travel sites and shop for hotel deals. So even though, even if you want to like do something more luxury, see if you can still get a discount on the luxury or you're still doing a cost benefit analysis of, is it worth the extra $500 a night? For this room that just maybe has this view, how much does the view matter to you? Is it worth $500? Sure, then do it. If not, then you can get the same room without the view for less money. Also, check those credit card uh, rewards points. Because I know for me, last year, we're actually, my friends and I, we're going to celebrate my friend's birthday right before the pandemic. Like, everything went to lockdown. We were literally um, supposed to, like, go somewhere in beginning of April. And then, you know... Everything started happening in March where people were not, you know, you couldn't travel. So we couldn't do it. But luckily we got credits on our flights. So making sure that if you had travel plan that was canceled, you know that you have that credit or those points, you know, don't let them slip away and go missing. And then make sure you're looking at your current points for your credit cards. Maybe there's some that you, you don't realize that you have. So make sure you have that all together and you can decide what you can use towards the things you want to splurge on. And then the next thing I want you to do is to continue to save for your mid to long term goals. So I think the biggest thing that most people face 
in how to deal with their money on a day-to-day basis is how do you know how to like save and invest for the future versus like what you want to enjoy now? It's that kind of push and pull between short-term vision and now and enjoying the now and hey, what about the older you and the person that you that's going to look back at this you right now and wish that you did a little bit more. And so I don't want you to totally abandon your mid and long-term goals as you're yelling YOLO ATP, (laughs) you only live once after the pandemic. I want you to see how you can still save towards those mid to long-term goals and, you know, spend in reason still for the things that you value. It may be that you thought you wanted to retire, quit your job, reach financial independence in 10 years. And what that required of you was a lot more work and a lot more sacrifice. And this period, (laughs) this pandemic has allowed you to really refocus and realize that you want to have a more sustainable journey that lasts longer. And with that, maybe it's not going to take you 10 years when you do your math and your calculations. It's going to take you 20. I don't know. But with that understanding, how can you still, in reason, save and invest for the long term to make sure you're okay? I'm so excited to tell you more about today's sponsor, the Frugal Living Podcast. Tune into the Frugal Living Podcast to hear about saving hacks, financial tips, and stories on how to live better for less. Series two covers a variety of topics and offers advice that you can easily apply to your lifestyle, like the best times to buy TVs or flowers and how to safely shop online to avoid scams. You'll even meet a food waste warrior that talks about dumpster diving. Sponsored by your friends at Brad's Deals, you'll hear from consumers just like you and learn from industry experts that break down unique and different ways to shop smarter. The Frugal Living Podcast is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Join the conversation and learn something new about frugal living. So I always like to push this. If you have a 401k at your job and you have the capacity, not everyone has the capacity. There are some people who are, and maybe it's you that are, that's still struggling. But if you have the capacity to invest more in a 401k at your job, can you put additional 1% towards that 401k? So as you're budgeting for the things you want to do now, can you just put 1% more in that 401k? And what I used to do when I worked, again, I had the capacity to do this in my budget is I used to put until I got to the max point, I would do like 1% and then up up it. And I tell my friends this too, like my friends in real life, I'm just like, just put 1% more than you're doing now. Then you can automatically, if you don't want to consciously have to do it, because you may forget or just trip yourself up and not do it. There are some companies that allow you to say, okay, how much to increase over time? So you can do, okay, do another 1% in another month. And so those 1% shifts or changes, so the contributions to your 401k that you can make automatically, or maybe you have to do it manually, you know, do like $50, you put the $50 in your Vanguard account and your Roth, but you're putting just a little extra more. And it doesn't need to be a whole lot. But we're flexing that investing and saving muscle because, you know, sometimes it doesn't make that much of a dent and you realize, oh, I can still do some of the things I still want. It's not a big deal. And you keep pushing. And so I always love pushing myself to the limit and saving and investing as much as I could and then like seeing how I can live well with the rest. And so still, if you have the capacity again, you may not and that's okay. Not yet, but you maybe will be able to in a couple months or in a couple years Just put a little bit more towards that investing account, your 401k, your Roth IRA, or your saving account if you're saving for something. And while these amounts may seem small, they add up over time if you stay consistent. 
So keep doing that. And then also you want to be able to schedule in some things. So there may be some things you really want to do and feasibly you can't do them. And if you did them, it would throw everything off track. So you want to think about those bigger things in your life that you want to accomplish. You know, maybe it is buying that new car. Maybe it is buying an investment property. And you realize that these are things you want to do more than ever because of how restricted you were. or You just realize certain things about your lifestyle. And so you just want to make sure you're you're putting that in your long-term budget. So it's not something maybe you can do right now. Maybe you don't even have the money to save for it, but it is in your vision board. It's something that you are aware of and you can think towards how you can get to that point in a few years or months. So listen, I get it. <laughs> you may be, once like the doors open up, the imaginary doors to the world open up again. And, you know, hopefully, listen, can we talk about all the flight deals and the hotel deals that we still hopefully are still going to be around when the world opens up, like how tempting it's going to be to just like let it all go. I want you still to be okay financially in the future. And I want you to still enjoy life now. So while you're yelling yellow ATP with that credit card or debit card or wherever it is that you're about to like purchase and buy because life is short, I get it. But keep these things in mind. I'll go over them just the points really quickly again. One, evaluate your pre-pandemic and pandemic spending. Two, plan and budget for your post-pandemic spending. Three, continue to look for deals and use any available points for splurges and travel. And four, continue to save for your mid and long-term goals. So that's my four ways or four tips for you so you don't go crazy as the world opens up and it's YOLO ATP. Let me know if this resonated with you, if you're going to use any of these tactics. Again, I wrote an article also for DCU on this. It's going to be on my blog. It should be out by the time. If not, I'll link to it in my show notes or when it comes out at me on Journey to Launch. So I'm on Instagram at Journey to Launch so I can see what you thought of this episode. And then now let's just jump into some personal updates, professional updates, what's been going on. So a couple things. I have a new text number. So I have a text number. This is our joint community. It's a texting platform and it allows you, you, you guys, you journeyers to text me and to join the list. And so even if you're on my newsletter, it's good to join this text list because, and text community, because I can also communicate with you via text. Don't worry. I won't text you too often, but it's a nice way, especially if you're listening to the podcast, let's say, for example, and you want to get reminded about podcast episodes or just certain things that are happening, you can get reminded if you join the community. So text me at 347-252-9025. That's 347-252-9025. And if you hashtag podcast, I'll send you the jumpstart guide. You'll then get your tag as a podcast listener and I can update you with podcast updates. So once again, text 347-252-9025. You can text podcast and jumpstart. So podcast, hashtag podcast, or just podcast, or just jumpstart or hashtag jumpstart. Either way, if you text those two things, I will send you the jumpstart guide automatically. The jumpstart guide is my guide for anyone who is uh, wanting to know the top most listened to episodes, the journey or stages, and the 10 steps to create your financial independence plan. It's a free uh, downloadable workbook just for you. I'll go, it'll go straight to your phone once you text this number. Next thing, the First quarter of 2021 was actually a really good one for myself and Journey to Launch in terms of business. 
an exposure, honestly. So New York Times featured, like, yes, New York Times featured the podcast as a podcast to listen to when it comes to your money. And that was completely by surprise. Like there are some things I kind of know that are, are maybe happening or potentially happening. But with the New York Times piece, like I had no clue. Of course, um, there were a few more uh, podcasts mentioned in it. It wasn't just mine, but it was like a really nice list of people. Um, Chris from Popcorn Finance, Shanna from Millennial Money, and then Million Bazillion, which I actually have not checked out, but it's from Marketplace also were featured in this article. And this definitely helped more people find the podcast. So that was pretty cool that that happened. Also, Apple Podcasts. So the Apple Podcast app, if you have that purple app on your phone or on your iPad or on your computer, featured Journey to Launch like in the header section. So there's like this banner section. It's like a rectangle and it shows like the prominent or it shows the podcast in a prominent way. Journey to Launch was featured in that carousel section of Apple Podcasts, which is really cool. And then they featured it again in a podcast listened to for April, which was Financial Literacy Month. So again, all really cool things because this helps grow the podcast listenership. And, you know, that's really important. Like podcasts, you'd be surprised. Like if you're listening to this, like, hello, thank you. (laughs) You'd be surprised how many people, one, don't even know what a podcast still is. And two, even if they like know what podcasts are, to find like my podcast is not necessarily easy, right? Like you have to somehow stumble upon it or Google money or personal finance. And so any opportunity that as an independent podcaster at the moment, meaning I don't have like a huge marketing machine behind me. It's literally just me. I do have a small team that helps. So shout out to Shayna, uh, my sister who helps with a lot of stuff and Johanna who does almost everything. And Emily, my producer, they are my little team, my mighty and little team that help. But I don't have the kind of backing right now that someone who's on like iHeart Radio distribution or another bigger distribution has where, you know, more and more millions of people are like, can find me at the moment. So it's really important as an independent podcaster that like I get these opportunities because then more people get to find me. And the more people that find me, the more people that could potentially start their journey to financial freedom and independence. So so I always say this, if you're listening to the podcast, the best thing you can do to support me, let's just say you're just like, oh, I'm not really interested in the Money Launch Club or her FI course, or I'm not really on social media like that even, right? Like the best ways to support the podcast are to tell someone about it, is to, if you're on social media, to share it so your friends can learn about it. That helps so much is to leave a review. So if you're listening to this in Apple Podcasts, the purple app on your phone, leave that review. Believe it or not, I read every single one. And also potential advertisers for the podcast and people who want to partner with me, they look at that and it does help with rankings. I mean, some people say it doesn't. I think it does. And subscribe, subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you listen, meaning it gets to be downloaded to your phone or however you listen automatically because downloads are everything. And to grow a podcast, anyone, if you have a podcast, I do have some people who have podcasts that listen or are starting their own business. You understand like how hard it is to grow something. And so I just want to say, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening one more time for being a journeyer. And despite how many of you guys listen, there's more people that I can reach, but you know what? And this is to go for anyone who is starting something or has their own business or podcast or blog or something totally different who wants to do something. 
we often talk about like numbers and I got to be honest, for me, numbers matters most times. Like if I have an advertiser, they want to make sure like the episode they advertise on hits a certain amount of downloads. Like I said that, hey, this podcast gets X amount of downloads. So I need that to hit X amount of downloads or like they will come back and say, you have to run a free ad for me, right? So numbers matter. And while the numbers matter, really every number is made up of a person. It's made up of you listening. And I know you're listening because when you do tag me on social media, it's really special to me when you guys tag me and like, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm walking my dog. I'm cooking. I'm working out. Like you're literally like listening in your real life. So it's not just a stat. It's not just a download. It's a person. And when I think about like getting recognized by New York Times and Apple Podcasts and all these platforms or these places that I want to, you know, get mentioned in, it's usually one person, right? It's a person that's listening to me that happens to maybe write for one of these media companies or has access, even like some of the companies that I want to partner with. It's one person that you need to really connect with or, or get your stuff or understand. And while yes, Getting it to more people is great. You really just need to make sure you're being impactful with your content, with your messaging, because there could be 20,000 people who listen and that's great, but it's that one person in that who one changes their life because of something you just said or says, wow, I like this. And I write for New York Times. I'm going to write something about Jamila. And so this goes for me when I think about numbers and I sometimes get caught up like, oh my gosh, like I wish we had more downloads. It also reminds me that, you know what, though? You're impacting people. So that is the most important thing. Today, I release an episode or I don't get like any message for like, the week that someone enjoyed something <laughs> of what I was, I'm putting out in the world means that I'm doing something wrong. So for me, while I talk about the numbers are important as a business person now, and this is my main source of income, I'm not financially independent yet. I'm on my way. It's important. It's not just the money. Honestly, it is the impact. So I just, you know, that's where I lead from first, making sure I'm bringing you consistent, constant, just good information, good podcasts, good content. You know, I've been playing around a bit more. If you go to my Instagram with more creative things, because when you do have a business, it's really easy to get stuck in the weeds. And especially when it's a small team, like my team helps me out a lot, but sometimes I still find myself like not being able to be as creative as I want. Like I have so many ideas, right? Like I want to do more creative posts and um, do more of like the concepts and digging deeper into even writing. I'll talk about uh, my book in a second, <laughs> my future book in a second. And sometimes I can't do that because I'm so focused on like the numbers in terms of like the financials and the technical stuff. And so when I'm, I'm really leaning into in 2021, like expressing my creative side. So I did a couple of reels where you can um, check that out. I hope you find entertaining. One of them was choose your FI fighter, which I thought was just hilarious. Where, you know, you get to like move back and forth if you're playing a video game and choose a fighter. I did that with the five journeyer stages. So that's on my Instagram. I'll also link it in the show notes. And so I'm, I'm really leaning into doing more of that because to me, that's what is going to make the impact, like the content for people, like to make it accessible, to make it fun and all those things. And then the last thing I'll just touch upon is my soon to be book. Now, before you get excited, <laughs> I'm at the very beginning stages of writing a book. I'm not even writing the book yet. I'm working on the proposal. I don't have an agent yet. That's like the next step after you have a proposal. And then after the agent, then you have to get a publisher. 
And after the publisher, then you write the book. Okay. So I'm at the like stage or step one of step 50, but I'm working on it. And so I don't know how long this is going to take, like the process from now until there's a book into the, in the world, an actual book. And maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, maybe less or more, because I don't want to write something just for the sake of writing it. But I am happy to say that I am in the process of writing that proposal. And I will talk a lot more about kind of like the book process as I get along in it, because I think it's I think it's pretty interesting to share the behind the scenes. And I hope you'll find it interesting, too, once I do start sharing it. But just know that I'm still forging ahead with a book and I don't exactly know what it's going to be about. I have some ideas. That's why I'm working on the proposal now, but I can't wait to share that with you. Okay. So see another solo episode (laughs) in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you think at journeys launch on Instagram screenshot, tag me, repost it, and just tell a friend to tell a friend about the journey to launch podcast. Tell them to be a journey or two, because listen, the journey is no fun when you're by yourself. I mean, I know that we are on the journey together, but bring someone else along with you in your world that needs to hear this too. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here. So show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. Journeyers.